Hello, this is Lewis Kerman, host of Warren Upstage. And since you may have heard the news, the governor has extended the quarantine for another month. Well, at this rate, it's uh, the next three weeks for us. But since we are still waiting for the cloud to lift, as it were, uh, I'm going to uh, talk a little bit today about movies and uh, TV shows or anything else that has kept Shannon Hurst, artistic director of Little Door Theater, entertained over these past several weeks. Hi, Shannon. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Holding it together. <laughs> <laughs> We're all trying to. <laughs> exactly. So what have you been consuming on the uh, entertainment side as far as movies go? Just me. I guess I've been binging a lot of um, Disney movies, a lot of animated Disney movies specifically. Um, growing up, Disney was really important to me. And I've been wanting Disney Plus for like, God, how long has it been out now? Several months, at least since I think the fall it came out or winter. That and, right. Yeah. And when my brother was like, hey, I have Disney Plus. Do you want to use it? I was like, you don't have to say, do I want to use it? Say, hey, I have Disney Plus. Here's my password. Um, so anyways, I've, uh, I took that as an opportunity to go back and rewatch the movies I've already seen, which I think was almost all of them. There were like two or three of the original animated classics I hadn't seen. But that's kind of what I've been doing when I do have free moments uh, to binge watch things. So what have you been binge watching? Uh, like what title specifically? Pretty much any of the animated classes you can think of. Um, some of the ones I've watched recently. Right now, I'm trying to finish. Melody Time is one of the ones that's less known by the Disney public. Um, I knew of it, but I hadn't seen it before. So I'm finally sitting down and watching that one. Um, I've watched Snow White, Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast. You know, like the, all the princess ones. Sleeping Beauty It's another one. Uh, I've also gone through and watched some of the ones that aren't as old, like Home on the Range, um, some ones that I haven't watched yet, but I'm looking to, Valiant, um, Good Dinosaur, that's Pixar, but it is still Disney. I'll, I've literally, you name it, I've probably watched it. Um, I made a list, and originally I had 42 names on the list, and I think I watched 35 of the 42 movies, so I'm, <laughs> I'm slowly but surely creeping along my list. Yeah, you've got more ambition than me. A Home on the Range, uh, that's a title I don't think I'm familiar with. Yeah, Home on the Range, it's, it's not personally one of my favorites. Um, it's actually probably one of my least favorites, which is saying something, because Disney um, makes such amazing magical movies. But it came out, I think, in the early to mid-2000s. It's about these cows that live on a dairy farm, and the dairy farm's about to be sold at auction, and so they have to go try to find the bad guy and save the the farm and it's it's funny like it has a lot of jokes that i remember as a kid and also remember from the commercials because quite frankly sometimes you remember more of the movie from the commercials than the actual movie if you saw it as a kid but yeah it's it's not my personal favorite i feel like it kind of jumps all over the place plot wise in comparison to some other disney movies so it's not my favorite but it's funny there are some there's a lot of um big actors in that one roseanne Barr, i believe is in that judy dench is in it I can never remember her name, but uh, the one who plays Grace, she's a very well-known voice actor. So it's a really good movie. It's just not my personal favorite. So you said it's your least favorite. What are like your top three favorite titles? Ooh, top three favorite titles of Disney animated classics. All right. So that's tough. I mean, I kind of sort Disney into two different categories, like the more modern stuff and the like true classics, you know, the stuff that came out 
long before I was born or like prior to the nineties, you know, um, which even that would probably be considered pretty modern considering that the first Disney movie came out in the thirties. I would say if we're just going to go off of animated classics, let's see my top three. I love the black cauldron. Um, and this is in no particular order, uh, by any means. Um, black cauldron is one of my favorites. I'd, I love that movie because it's kind of dark and twisted for Disney, but um, the characters are really funny and relatable. And I love the voice acting. It's just, it's a really neat movie. It's very different for Disney's normal style. God, it's so hard to pick. There's so many good ones. Oh, all right. Um, so original animated. Um, I love the rescuers, the original rescuers, although rescuers down under is really good too. I just think it's a really fun movie. And just recently, and I, I haven't seen this movie in like years, like probably since I was a kid, but I had a revitalized love for The Hunchback of Notre Dame. It's not, I wouldn't necessarily say it's my top three, it's probably my top four, but that one definitely makes the list because it's just, it's such a good movie. I mean, the animation, the songs, the color, I just, everything about it. But the one who caps in at number three, honestly, I'd probably just say Cinderella. Because as much as it sounds like it's just one of those basic Disney movies that every girl that likes princesses likes, I watched it. And it's so funny because Cinderella has so much sass. Like there's a point when, um, oh gosh, the, the stepsisters are doing their music lesson to sing Sweet Nightingale. And I think she makes a sassy comment about, oh, music lessons <laughs> and like kind of scoffs at it. And I never like noticed that as a kid. But as an adult, it's it's so funny. I'm like, wow, you got some sass. That's great. So as far as the uh, modern movies, you'd say anything that's from the time that, well, since you've been around, Mm -hmm. um, what would be some titles that you would consider? Like if anybody had dropped in from a a faraway place that they'd never even heard of, you know, the Walt Disney Company, and you said, oh, you got to watch these five movies, what would they be? Top five. All right. And no particular order. Frozen. And Frozen 2, I'm grouping as one because they're both amazing. Um, they're my favorites. When Frozen came out, Frozen really, I, like it wasn't super advertised at first. So when I went to theaters, I was like, I don't really know what I'm watching. And then all of a sudden the movie was done. And I was like, you know, my jaw hit the floor. I cannot believe the the villain development with Hans. Like I truly, at one point, right before he like reveals that he's a villain, I remember thinking to myself, man, how is Anna going to choose between Kristoff and Hans? They're both really good dudes. And then all of a sudden Hans has that twist. And I was like, ah, there it is. <laughs> that's the answer. So that's a really good one. Um, I really love Coco. That's actually probably the one I've watched the most recently besides Frozen 2. Coco just has amazing music. I love all of the the Mexican heritage and culture that's just like, you know, absorbed into that movie. It's beautiful to watch. Not only that, it just makes me sob my face off thinking about a relative that may be going through a similar situation as Coco is with um, her. I, I believe it, she has dementia, uh, but that's a really, really fun and very cute movie. Uh, I love Wreck-It Ralph. That's honestly probably one of my top three actual favorite movies. Um, not necessarily the new one as much. Ralph Breaks the Internet. But when the original Wreck-It Ralph came out, it was so different and so interesting. I mean, even the animation styles of the different characters from the different video games were so different, like depending on if they were an older video game, you know, that might have been um, more pixelated versus a more modern game where they were a fully fledged moving character with like high def. I think uh, Fix It Felix says to one of the characters, wow, your CGI is so high def. It's amazing. Like, it's just 
truly, I love that movie. Um, so that's three. You know, this is one that I love for me, but I like, no, no, you know what? Public would like it too. Um, both, and I'm going to group these two together as well. Both the Goofy movie and an extremely Goofy movie are just such fun, lighthearted films. I would not necessarily say they're like top tier Disney, but I have a special place in my heart for Goofy. So I, I just think that they're really entertaining. It touches a soft spot in your heart, but also it's just, it's such a great film. And lastly, I would say um, Emperor's New Groove. That's probably one of my top, top favorites. It's, just, it's so hilarious. Like every joke that they make in that movie hits every time. All of the characters have their own sense of humor that's as funny as the other characters, but it's unique to just them. And I could watch that movie a hundred times and never get bored. It's, it's seriously that funny. Um, I also saw a forensics piece, um, like high school forensics, like the, the speech teams. Um, I saw a forensics piece based off of Emperor's New Groove uh, about two years ago now. And truly, it's unforgettable. It like, made me go back and watch the movie again. And I was like, wow, I forgot how good this movie is. But I never forgot after I watched it again. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I, I recognize all those titles except for the Goofy movies, ironically. Uh, when, when did those come out? Um, off the top of my head, I believe the first one came out in the nineties. Let me look them up and I can tell you, I know. Okay. Here's goofy movie. That one came out in 1995 Mm, and an extremely goofy movie came out several years later. So that would have been, where is it? I just saw it. I definitely would have been out of high school and into college by then. So that probably is the reason why I (laughs) don't remember those films. Yeah. Oh, it came out in 2000. So they were several years apart. But for me, I guess I'm kind of one of the weird people when it comes to Disney, Um, whether it's animated or live action films. I don't care how old I get. I still will drive my butt to the theater to sit down and watch a Disney movie because I'm I can't say I've been disappointed too many times, if, if at all. I mean, there's always value in them. They're always magical. They're always amazing. I love Disney. So we've spent all this time talking about the animated movies. How about some live action films? Let's see. Live action. So I would say there are like a lot of the live actions are probably not like more, more of the recent ones anyways, are not my favorite. They came out with Beauty and the Beast, which I did not like at all. They had some strong voice actors in there, but I think their choice in a couple of the actors not being singers was a problem. Just they, they picked people based off of popularity versus being able to sing the part. And for me, that's already an issue. I did like the live action Cinderella. I thought that that was really, really well done and unique, but still followed the original story well. There's a couple that came out recently that I haven't seen. I think there's a Nutcracker one that just came out. I never saw that, but I've been meaning to watch it. So that's kind of on my list of things to do. So actually, some of my favorite live action Disney films would probably be some of the um, original Disney Channel original movies, uh, DCOMs for short. Um, my favorite is Cadet Kelly. I don't know. That's probably beyond your knowledge. I'm but, um, not familiar at all. No. <laughs> yeah, it came out in either the 90s or the early 2000s. Um, so I was still pretty young at that point. But that's a fun one because it's about a girl. Hillary Duff actually plays um, Kelly. She like lives in the city, goes to an art school, wants to become um, a videographer. Like that, That's her whole background. And then her mother uh, starts dating a guy who is the, I believe he's the captain or the head of a military academy. And because he's the captain of the military academy, Kelly is forced to go to that school and now has to go to military school where she was originally going to an art school. So it's a really different change. And my favorite part about the movie is, oh goodness, 
the drill team. They they essentially do like coordinated movements. It, it's, it's kind of like uh, collar guard, you know, when you're in marching band, except they do it with like um, non-active guns. They're like white guns that can't shoot. They just, you know, and it, it's really, it's very cool. If you ever have a chance to Google Cadet Kelly and any one of the um, routines that they choreograph for the movie, it's, it's super cool. And I think that I couldn't even do some of the stuff that they're doing because my hand-eye coordination is like a solid zero. But um. Yeah, some, a lot of the Disney Channel original movies, live action-wise, were amazing. Color of Friendship, another good one. But yeah, the live actions aren't my personal favorite most of the time lately, but there are some good ones out there. The only uh, live action Disney movies that I recall are the ones that are probably a little too dark for today's audiences. Uh, I remember seeing Something Wicked This Way Comes with uh, Jason Robards, and I believe Pam Greer was in that one. Are you familiar with that as well? I actually don't know that one very well, uh, but yes. it did remind me of uh, Hocus Pocus, which is my favorite Disney live action film. I could watch that any time of the year. Oh, yeah. No, this one's definitely way darker than Hocus Pocus. <laughs> and there's <laughs> I, I also, think I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. And I believe and I'm trying to remember if it was, you know, I'm going to look this up, too, because I don't want to misconstrue. Yeah, there's and... so many of them that like you become overwhelmed so quickly. Oh, no, this actually was produced by Walt Disney Pictures. Uh, Return to Oz, which, as far oh, as I know, yeah. is the only directing effort by Walter Murch, who's an Oscar-winning editor. Uh, it stars a, a very young Firuza Balk as uh, Dorothy. And that one also tends to go uh, toward a darker side than what you're used to seeing from the House of the Mouse, as they call it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I actually, uh, kind of similar to the Black Cauldron thing I mentioned earlier, it's like I kind of enjoy when Disney kind of goes dark a little bit. They, I think they do dark well, and they also still find a way to infuse it with light while still keeping it on the darker side of Disney. It, it's neat, and just hearing those two titles make me want to watch those movies. I haven't, you know, switched over to live action yet. I still have a few more animated, but, you know, if this is going to go on for a little longer, might as well throw in a few live actions. <laughs> Well, I'm just I'm just going to say right now, prepare yourself. <laughs> I, I am prepared. Oh, another live action. Uh, both the 101 and 102 Dalmatians movies are really good with Glenn Close. Those were really fun. Okay, I never saw those. Yeah, they were they were really good. I actually was just watching 101 Dalmatians maybe a week or two ago, and I thought I was in my my head. I had thought, oh, okay, the animated style. They're going to end at the farm with all you know bajillion puppies. But that's actually the live action. I was like, oh, I need to rewatch that. It's such a good, such a good set of movies. So you said you uh, you have Disney Plus then? I do have Disney Plus. Um, eh. It's probably the best thing that's there? happened to me in a very long time. <laughs> what have you discovered on there so far? You know, they have a lot of really awesome things on Disney Plus. It's not only like the animated and live action Disney films. Um, they have all of the, I believe the Simpsons are on there. They have all of the Star Wars, which is now owned by Disney. So all the Star Wars stuff. I noticed a few animated pictures like, oh gosh, what's it called? Uh, Thumbelina. Thumbelina was on there. They just added uh, Princess Bride, which is obviously not animated, but you know that's a really great title. And the documentaries are really cool. And we just sat down and watched one about um, the show Disneyland, which was uh, Walt Disney's television show, and he used to talk about all kinds of different things. But the one we were watching was talking about like the art of animation and um, suspension of disbelief, like doing something. I can't remember the exact term he uses, but it's doing something that's believable enough that we can like justify it in our minds, but then also making it kind of extreme because it's a cartoon. So it's like the perfect balance of creating a cartoon. So they have it really all of the stuff on Disney plus kind of spans all kinds of different topics. And it's totally worth the investment. So I'm really glad that we 
made that choice. <laughs> you mentioned Star Wars. Have you been able to catch The Mandalorian? Actually, it's so funny you say that. On Monday, whenever this is posted, it might not be Monday anymore, but the Monday that it is right now um, that just passed was May the 4th. And the, the joke is, May the 4th be with you. And my right. boyfriend was trying to pressure me into watching Mandalorian last week. But I said, no, no, no. We got to finish. We are watching um, Breaking Bad. That's the only other series that I've been watching really outside of Disney Plus. Um, so I was like, very just, not Disney at all. <laughs> it, it's not at all. Um, it's actually I could go on a whole tangent about that show, but that's a separate conversation. But yeah, so I, I convinced him like just hold off. I, I have an idea, and so then the Sunday before the fourth, I was like, so listen, May the fourth is tomorrow. Let's sit down and watch Mandalorian, or at least we started. We didn't finish it. We only watched I think two episodes because it was kind of late. Once we got done with work and everything, so worth it. Um, even just the first two episodes of the show are very enjoyable. Um, they, I love that they keep the kind of like cheese factor of the original movies because I know that was a big complaint about the uh, the newer uh, prequels of the Star Wars series was that they were too CGI'd. So Disney kind of took that note and was they were like, um, okay, we're gonna you know stick to the original style. And honestly, I think that that worked in their favor. But yeah, so I'm excited to finish that one. I, like I said, I'm only two episodes in, so I only know so much, but I've seen the child. So therefore, my life is fulfilled. <laughs> there you go. I only recently watched, uh, I think, two nights ago, they put up a trailer. They are going to be doing a limited series based on Tom Wolfe's book, The Right Stuff. I think it's supposed <gasps> to drop sometime in the fall. Have you ever read the book? I haven't read the book, but I've heard a lot of good things. So that's actually really exciting. Yeah, the the uh, movie that came out in '83, I actually bought that for my wife uh, as a as a birthday present because she's actually a, a big fan of that, and also she's been rereading the book recently. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah, it's, I'll it's, have to check that one out for sure. Yeah, it's certainly worth checking out. And also, oh, apparently there is Muppets Now. Are you familiar with this? I'm just looking online. I'm not familiar with it. You know, I grew up with um, a little bit of Muppets, um, like Muppet Christmas Carol. And um, there was actually an animated series called, like, I think it was called Baby Muppets. That used to be on a lot when I used to figure skate. It was always on in the mornings on... Uh, oh, it was, it was Muppet Babies. But yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, Muppet <laughs> Babies. That's right. You remember that. So that, I'm not as familiar with the Muppets, but I am familiar enough to know the characters. And of course, I've gone to Disney, so I've ridden uh, the Muppets like... It's not a ride, but it's like a ride, like a show. They have like a show at Hollywood Studios. That was pretty cool. Well, I'm lo I'm looking up like the original programming side of it. Oh, Short Circuit? What? Oh, that's okay. That's just animated shorts. Never mind. Oh like, man, there's, there's so many. There was a movie in the '80s shorts. called Short Circuit. I was like, no, that can't be the same thing. If I had to say anything, um, I get frustrated when I hear people say, "Oh, I don't watch Disney. I'm too old for that." It's like, no. Uh, let go of your, your ego for about 30 seconds, and I promise you, you're going to find enjoyment with nearly everything. They find ways to make it more adult. They find ways to, you know, appease our sense of humor while also getting to the kids' sense of humor. And like I've said a couple times in the interview already, it's everything they do is just so magical. I could not recommend the movies I've watched anymore. I'm thankful that I had this time to kind of reflect on the things that I love and care about because it just reminded me that, you know, Disney is a source of positivity. And if you're looking for the light at the end of the tunnel, maybe start with a few Disney movies right in your day. Special thanks to Shannon Hurst for providing the conversation in more ways than one. She actually helped me on the technical side in getting this recorded. This episode of Warren Upstage was produced and edited by Lewis Kerman. And yes, that's me. Warren Upstage is a production of My Warren, 
To hear more of our podcasts, check out our blog, mywarren.org. That's M-I-Warren.org. Thanks for listening.